I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And welcome to another episode of Mahogany Mammalogy, an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. So what are we talking about this week, Tosh? What's on your mind? All right, sis. So today we are discussing the relationship of the media and society and its relationship or dichotomy of the, um, the Black woman. And of course, you know, this is a, blo- a podcast about Black motherhood. Um, we are going to be talking about various forms of media and how that um, affects how we or sway how we um, raise our children, um, our own uh, growing up and, you know, and, and how, you know, uh, TV shows and movies and, and music kind of um, affected our upbringing and how that may have affected, may affect how we raise our children as a black woman. And so historically, uh, black women's bodies were considered, were not considered their own. And the perception lingers, notice I still say present. I was going to say. With the portrayal of sexual promiscuity in the media. But this shouldn't equate to a negative connotation, should it? I don't Mm. know. You know, are we black women? embracing now the negative view, quote unquote, and donating a more positive thought to the idea of, how should I say, physical sexuality um, that the media portrays of us. So I don't know if that makes sense. It it seems very heavy. It seems very um, a loaded. It's a it's a very loaded question with multiple questions embedded within it. Yeah. Uh, Sexual liberation, the onion. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So hopefully we'll try, we won't get to the center of this onion, but we will be (laughs) peeling back some of the layers. So one of the questions that you and I were talking about behind scenes was growing up, did the media or music shape your perception of motherhood? Hmm. When you pose this question, I was like, I really think about my childhood first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to put myself back in that, that age bracket. Um, and while I remember Roxanne Shante, I didn't know that Roxanne Shante was a mom. Okay. When so she we're was talking- rap battling. We're talking the music section of media now. Yeah. Because there is music. I'll use that as an an example. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we can have music, we can have TV, movies, we have clothing, you know, all of that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, so in the music sense. In the music sense, because I guess when you think about the sexual liberation movement, you know, it was the burning of the bra just in general, right? Like this whole, Oh, feminist, the feminist side or movement. Right. But then it went to that side to a, I hate to say free for all, but I feel like there was this free for all thing, right? Just in general. And then when you break it up into black women, you had, you know, 
our voices were very much this soulful. You know, you had Diana Ross, you had um, Tina Turner. I mean, Tina Turner was always sexy. Mm-hmm. But it, we were, and then there was rap music, right? But we really weren't in rap music like we were over in Motown, you know, those genres as heavy, right? There was a lot of us Black women in the, I say Motown, you know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah. R&B world. We weren't really in the rap world, so to speak. But then yeah. there was like Roxanne Chante though, right? Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, you know, go, go Google. I ain't got time for people today. Um, but like, I knew she was a rapper and I was on the West coast. I know you were on the East coast. So you probably, you know, knew more about her than I did, but I didn't know she was a mom at the time. I don't think I knew that she was, I knew she was like a teenager mm-hmm. at the time, but I didn't know she was a teenage mom. You know what I mean? So I, I think about that, like, did that did, did hearing her change the way I am now? I would say yes. I think all rappers have, or fat rap female artists have. I think for her, she wasn't sexy physically. Like she looked like one of the guys. I guess that's what I'm saying, right? From the from the. She she just looked like a, like a normal chick or like she wasn't overly sexualized is what I'm getting at from That's the things right. that I've seen but maybe again I don't know did you see different photos of her that of that time that looked like she was overly sexualized like um to me she was not dressed in any different way from any other woman of that era so mind you we're talking early eighties. Early yeah, that's your Queen Latifah's. No, no, no. I'm talking maybe. So let me take. So maybe I will say also maybe late 70s, early 80s. I don't okay. think she was um, dressed any any differently. I mean, because she was essentially a little girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, Jeans you know, and a T-shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that's just the view. And. To your point, I'm trying to see, like, so you're saying she, you know, didn't dress any different than one of the guys. For one, you know, she was a little girl. Well, not a little, let me stop saying that. She was a young, she was a teenager. She was a teenager at the time. And two, are we equating um, basically like hip hop music to that of a, a stereotype that, like, it should be, you know, maybe baggy T-shirts and jeans and sneakers or Tims or something like that. And uh, are we equating, you know, hip-hop music to a more masculine uh, stereotype? I think it did start off that way. And I think it still has that connotation to it. Um, I think it's still equated that way, that hip-hop, rap, Granted, there's different now West Coast rap and all that East Coast, you know, all that genre-ish to it in itself. But yes, I mean, men rap battles, um, the way the lyrics are, it's not quote-unquote girly. Um, not until you get later on down the road, of course, in, t- in the timeline. But um, historically speaking, yeah. I mean, I... I, I 
I think I don't think executives were running out looking for Cardi B back in the day. Like they they went and signed dudes, you know. Um, and I think that like Roxanne and I'm I know I'm using her as an example, but even like the Queen Latifah is like it took them, you know, they had to come up against guys and like really win like really win against their rap battles, you know, from what I've noticed to get put on, to get signed. Um, And then I think as we progress in the timeline, you look at like salt and pepper who I feel like that's where the scale of sexuality kind of tipped a little bit and they didn't like it. If I recall from some of their interviews, like push it. Okay. Okay. But like push it, everyone was thinking, oh, that's all about, you know, getting it on. That's not what they intended the song for. So they had this interview, and I feel like it was like 2011 or something like that. It was really about dancing. And they've been saying it's always been about dancing, but everyone thought that it was sex. Mm hmm. Because of the guy, the way that it was written, the way, and I see the way it was written, it was just like how, like, how closely the lyrics and the music and how, what you're hearing, the subliminal messaging, and what we want to creatively put in our minds, put it as, oh, they're talking about gyration and having sex. So, did that like shape my perception of motherhood? <sighs> I'm gonna jump backwards here a little bit again. I don't feel like it really shaped my perception of motherhood because I'm sitting here going, to me, they were just an act. It was a performance. Like, they weren't moms at the time. Right. And again, Shantae was, but at the time, I didn't know that. I didn't know that until, like, I got to be an adult. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, snap, she was a mom. I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. But I don't don't know, like, and maybe it did with Shantae because the way her, like, her lyrics were, like, that social, economic... And just as like some of the men were, and there was that whole kick kick dudes to the curb and be independent woman, you know, with some of her lyrics. But it's I think that maybe shaped me more into womanhood than it did motherhood. Same. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yes, like, yes, I I agree with that. Um, yeah, and I was going to say just just in the uh, thought of being as a human being from Mm -hmm. a psychological perspective, you have your environment shapes, you know, who you are, your personhood, right? With music and media being one of those factors, right? You see something on TV, you want that, you know what I mean? For it it influences your consumerism and, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, with the idea, did it shape my perception? I agree in that it didn't shape my perception of motherhood. I think television did more so, and we'll probably get into that some more, versus music. Because I feel like, especially if we're going to continue with hip-hop, me and hip-hop grew up together, right? Oh, it, yes. You know what I mean? And so... I did not, you know what I mean? I considered it a peer. It was a friend of mine, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so it did not, if anything, it, it helped, helped me kind of, I, one, for fun, because it's music and it's new and, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Helped me enjoy that part of it. But 
it also helps me identify um, as it as it you know progressed, instilled some some um, self confidence, um, especially in the messages that they portray. Mm-hmm. Initially, you know, hip hop was just all about just rapping and battling and having fun, and you know, like their lyrics were you know it rhymed, but there was just no. Um, you know, there was just nothing to it. You know what I mean? They're just going back and forth. Yeah. I think, you know, Ro- Roxanne Shantae's lyrics were like that too. But then it, it progressed into more um, um, black consciousness and, you know what I mean? Like social, you know, um, with uh, Karis One and, um, oh goodness, uh, the Zulu Nation and, you know, all of that, you know, that black conscious movement and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, and Queen Latifah, right? You know. Oh my goodness, Queen like, Latifah, we, MC Light, like MC Light, it was all of them, right? Love. I mean, come on, all like of, all it, right, exactly. So it, yeah. it helped. It helped shape who I was, um, and it really also didn't even occur to me, like, oh, like you know, like it was, it was an anomaly that they were women in hip hop which is a male dominated mm-hmm. um, um, area of music. So it didn't occur to me like that. I knew that they rapped. I liked them. Um, and that, and that was that, you know what I mean? Oh, it didn't occur to you that the, the fact, not that it didn't occur to, occur to you that they were women, but it just wasn't like, Oh man, these are like, these are women. Right. It was just, it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, it, it, okay. It wasn't like a light bulb. You know what I mean? And then, um, yeah, it just, you know, from, but like I said, music, hip hop in that, in its early years and in its infancy. Of course. Yes. Yeah. But then, you know, of course, in its teen, look at me, in its teenage years. <laughs> I was also, Our teenage years, girl. Our teenage years. I know. You know I was folks. also a teenager. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and like I said, you had Queen Latifah. Who are you calling a bitch? Anyway, so. <laughs> right. And then when she said that, you're like, oh, wait, I'm ready to this down. Because I. Don't be touching right? me. <laughs> right. And then um, of course little Kim and Foxy Brown, and you're like, oh my gosh. Um, you know, it, the music was melodic and it was like, yo, this is dope. Where did this come from? Like we we out here just uh bras out and all sorts of creativity and colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm-hmm. Again, I don't know if it shaped my motherhood. Right. I wouldn't say that it shaped my motherhood. It, it, it helped me, um, like I said, my, my self-confidence, um, let it be okay. You know, Little Kim's lyrics was all about kind of that, you know, power woman working on Wall Street kinds of, you know, uh, motif that she put out there and, you know, uh, enjoying the finer things in life. You know, you ain't, you didn't hear about, you know, the S class and all of that, all of that. Um, Foxy Brown, same thing, but I think Foxy Brown to me was more, more, they were both in reach, but Foxy Brown to me was even within more reach of me because mm. she grew up in Brooklyn. She was um, um, close, you know, pretty close to where I grew up and she was a child of West Indian parents. It was just that unconventional stereotype. And plus when she first came out, I remember when I first heard her, she was on that, um, she was on that LL uh, track, um, 
Yeah. And when she first came out, she had a deep voice. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I want to say who shot you. Really? Anyway, yeah. She, I didn't even know. Yeah, when she first came out. Anyway. anyway oh, sorry. Look at me. That's a music lesson, y'all. That's a whole other episode. Sorry. Listen, listeners know. Look at me. My mom's <laughs> And when she first came out, I did not know it was her. I just thought it was another dude because on LL's track, he just, he had on that song, it was him um, and cannabis and a whole bunch of other uh, dudes rapping. And I just thought it was another dude rapping until I saw the video and I was like, Oh snap. Again, unconventional stereotype of what a lyricist looked and act like, you know, she was, mm-hmm. you know, shapely, pretty gorgeous brown skin you know what i mean and she was around my age but again i didn't even know that look at me i didn't even know that (laughs) so it it was definitely cool to know that there was a peer out there doing their thing because as we always uh say representation matters right it does and i think when we were you know kids and teenagers seeing them in their i guess heyday um it was like, ooh, I could do that. And to talk about... Well, I ain't say all that. I ain't say I could do that. You know? Well, I mean, I had no bars. I'm not going to lie. I had none. <laughs> but I mean, in my mind, you know, when you went to bed at night, you know, you, you know, hey, you know, that's on my... I definitely and still do rap word for word in the car. <laughs> like, like animated because I'm a drama queen. Very much so. So, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, clearly no one was signing me. I'm just, that's what I'm getting at. But I mean, at the same token to piggyback too, it's like, I didn't, I didn't see them as moms. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, none of them really were. It was something that you did like before motherhood. You do that when you're single. You do that before you have kids. You go be a rapper. You go dress, you know, the little Kim way before you. Go so if ahead, anything, it, it helps you, it helped shape who you are as a woman, as a growing woman. Yes. 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 I agree. Take I it, agree. you know, each person may have their own opinion if that was a good or bad um, thing, because, you know, there's also that, you know, sexuality and what that <laughs> looks like. Um but yeah, it definitely probably helped shape who you are as a woman. Yeah. I mean, and then like, I think about like at that time, like MTV Cribs, I don't think I recall any female rappers. I could be wrong. I don't have every episode memorized, but I don't remember any of them really showcasing their homes. You know, I, I don't think like we ever saw like a true behind the scenes. You may have seen more. Oh yeah. Than I, look at me you up. know, you, <laughs> I don't know. It was just a different look for me right Mm -hmm. and so like and then you didn't really hear even like i know we're we're about moms but you didn't really hear about too much about the male rappers being dads and their interaction as dads like you do today (laughs) like you do today okay and i agree i agree with that i think it's it's one of those unspoken rules of even the black community right it's like Mm -hmm. If you're a mom, you know, you're out here showcasing your kids, right? Mm -hmm. If you are a dad, you know, you just know you have kids, (laughs) but you're not out here, you know. You're a rapper. We know you have kids. (laughs) A rapper or a football player. (laughs) Like, you know. 
it wasn't, um, yeah, I guess it wasn't highly revered, I guess. But now, like, you know, if you see a dad, like, in a baby carrier, you know what I mean? He's getting all the accolades and stuff like that, which I'm like, he's doing his job, hello. But, um, (laughs) yeah, but it was kind of one of those unspoken, I feel like it's, it's an unspoken rule of the you know black community as a whole which it is it is and but then now you look like you know nowadays like you speed forward and you look at like cardi b Mm -hmm. so when you look at okay well does she do i look at her regarding motherhood yeah actually i do um not that i like idolize her or anything like that you know i mean i'm down for the you know cardi b crew and all that but I can see where younger girls, the girls that are growing up now are like, oh, wow, you know, I can't have a rap career. I can be sexy. I can speak my mind intelligently and be a rapper. To Mm. that, I also have seen where a celebrity is pregnant and they have to make almost make a point to hide their pregnancy. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that also speaks to the black motherhood experience. If you are a public figure and it's like, it's like, you know, what's wrong with, you know, just being out here and visibly pregnant, um, if you are a public figure, it's, you know what I mean? If you're not, um, it's kind of like when you're a gymnast, if you're not to a point, if you're not, honestly, I'm going to say it out here. If you're not married, you know, if you make a very good point, Mm -hmm. if you're, you know what I mean? Although in the example of Cardi B, she has offset. That's her partner, you know? Yes. And I think, you know, also the, the idea of age, because she, you know, fairly young, I think, um, yeah, if you are pregnant, it, it, we have to downplay that because it's, it's, you know, I could only imagine a publicist that's probably like, oh, it's not, it's not a good look for your image. You know, it's not good. You know, so Ooh, they, may, I'm they, sure. they may hide it because for the, I mean, Cardi B, let's go back to her. Like, we didn't know she was pregnant. Uh, literally until she was like ready to pop you know uh, in the in the case of like Beyonce Beyonce had to do a big like reveal you know what I mean at the MTV um, music awards where she but, you know, but, but Beyonce her, don't go out all the time like that though Beyonce in her own right is a very private person true 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 or you know maybe in the idea of public figures have to legit like be in hiding for nine months you know what I mean like you know yeah well and I think too like some artists you know we look at like moms you know I was kind of thinking about what artists you know celebrities that we know were in their heyday or I guess or like you know at, at a good height point and or even just out there and they were pregnant and I mean, going back to history, I was like thinking about Tina Turner. Okay. I mean, and it wasn't bad that she was pregnant, but you see how like that, that was tumultuous times, you know, with, with Ike, you know, he wasn't all that and great, yeah. but you know, she survived. But it, I guess the thing is like, it's a struggle. And do you want people all up in your business? 
And I think that the executives are different then than they are now. Um, I think that there are clearly more women executives. Um, I think there's clearly more women managers, I guess, if you will, that are probably trying to help their celebrity artists like, hey, you know, do you really need to have everything out in the limelight? Do you want, you know, how do we help you still be successful and, and have a child and be a mom and do all those things? So I think that there's more people in your back corner now than then. Okay. Um, I was trying to think about some of the, like the old, like the older artists and stuff that, you know, had pregnancies and I don't know, you don't really hear about their kids. Like, you do now you know what I mean like their motherhood and Mm -hmm. I guess the other person may come to mind is Diana Ross yeah but again I I I was not alive during that time and a lot of what we're talking about is you know hearsay you know we're not there we weren't there in the moment so I don't know what what their publicity looked like when they were you know, actually pregnant. So I don't know. I don't no, know. that's very true. That's very true. So, um, the only other person I can think about that had a, I don't know. How was Eric, like Erica Baudin's pregnancy? Was it, I mean, she's another private person too, though. So, yeah. So it's like, you know, all right, boom, I got a baby. All right. Say something. So, I mean, eh. yeah, let's take this question to TV. Okay. Um, did, did it shape your perception of motherhood, TV and movies? Um, so I used to be like a diehard, like real world housewives, that type of stuff. Like would break my neck to go watch it type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, at some point, either during pregnancy or right after giving birth, I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm okay. I don't want to watch this anymore. And it wasn't for the fact that it's drama. It was how the drama was. It was like nobody's really like uplifting one another. It felt very negative. It felt negative. It felt like a lot of negative black women at each other. Okay. Every week. And I didn't really feel like my son needs to see that. Like seeing me watching it and thinking that is a any type of modeling or any type of like, oh, mommy likes this, so so should I. Okay. I, I know okay. some women, some moms love the show, so not, that's all for them. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it just clicked in me. But before, girl, you can tell me, it was like, it's like watching like soap operas, you know? Mm-hmm. Can, can pull me away from the TV. I think, I'm, I mean, I'm personally a fan. Look at me, I am a fan. I mean, I'm not, yeah, I I live a busy life, so I DVR it and I watch it when I have time. So, um, you know, I'm not excuse it, excuse um, looking at it from like that's my time. I guess that's my my part of my little self care. So I'm not looking at it as a um, a learning experience for my children because I I think with me. I'm usually watching it in my own bedroom in the comfort. So my kids are not even exposed to it, but I didn't even, I did not consider uh, your point of view um, with that. I am old enough. I am grown enough to um, know, you know, 
when to, you know, insert myself in, in drama and not, and, you know, if that, if that is even worthy of my space and blah, 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 you know what I mean? This and that makes for good TV. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's it does. how we got Cardi B. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. So true that, um, I think growing up, you know, did TV shape my perception of motherhood? Absolutely. I'm thinking of like the Cosby show. Oh, yeah. I wanted, I not so much wanted a mom like Clara Huxtable, but I was just like, can you imagine being or having a friend that had a mom like that? And like, she would like, she would be so cool. Like she, you know what I mean? Like, um, and even, you know, if you think about Family Matters, like all these black shows that mm-hmm. we grew up with, it, 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 it shaped my perception that, again, black women were independent. You know, we were outspoken. We were, um, you know, we in that degree. We, you know, we were degreed. We didn't take, you know, we didn't, you know, take anything. There was also that perception that, um, you know, we, we, for the most part outside the Cosby show stayed in a middle-class socioeconomic status. There wasn't really, you know, riches, you know, to me, even the extent of the Cosby show, although yes, we knew that one was a doctor and one was a lawyer, but you know, it wasn't that they, um, they have maids. It wasn't right, like watching know, Dallas they, yeah, they or Dynasty. Want, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they still did everything for themselves. You know, they were still a family. and Right. Not that, you know, that's a bad thing or anything. But they didn't, they never, you know, equated their socioeconomic status with, you know, things. I mean, they also had like five, six kids. And, <laughs> you know, so, you know what, doctor and lawyer status, although the money sound good, when you raising five kids plus a grandchild plus a husband, you know what I mean? They had two husbands in there living in, then they took on an extra child, you know? <laughs> You're like, nah, this- that money ain't stretching, no matter how many babies you catch, you know? <laughs> how many cases you defend, you know? Um, yeah, so, it, you know, it absolutely shaped um, that, oh, everybody should be like a kumbaya and it it wrapped up in 30 minutes and you know whatever like problem. like good times like good times you remember good times i do i do again you know <laughs> outspoken black independent middle to low socioeconomic status that that is what i you know envision rock is another one you know oh. so I don't know that one. <gasps> look at me <gasps> you remember rock Girl. I'll Google it. I'll I, Google it. Right. I, you know, Rock. But that was my perception. That's how my perception of motherhood was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. I, there were some good, good television shows out there. Um, like living, like I think um, offline you had mentioned, like living single. I don't think it uh, necessarily shaped motherhood, but womanhood. Mm-hmm. Um, sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Um, man, we had some good shows back then. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I, and I, I think mean, about like movie-wise, the Players yeah. Club. You remember the Players Club with Ice? I do. I'm 
I'm sitting here fantastically waiting how you're going to turn this into motherhood. She balanced school and being a enter- an adult entertainer. I'll let the, I'll, I'll I'll give you that. She also had a child while That's she true. was in school. That's her true. parents helped her. Trust me, and I I had plenty of friends that was like that. And it it definitely highlighted that you can succeed doing both. Okay. Okay. Shoo. <laughs> <laughs> Motherhood. I give another props. I'm not saying you couldn't. I didn't. I didn't say it couldn't be done. So, if anything, I think um, you know there are, there are plenty of of women out here who one enjoy it, and so I'm not shaming anybody. Two, you know, are balancing both of them because they're using that as a means to um, either obtain a degree or obtain whatever else it is. So just like us going to work, we're getting our money to obtain whatever it is that we wanted. Um, And being a mother, we're doing what we need to do in order to provide for our children. I agree. I I like that. I like that. Um, Do you think like when you watch the different television shows or... Um, the different music videos back when MTV really had music videos, um, or even now, like mm-hmm. how retail and clothing has kind of shaped us as moms. Um, yeah. How should I say? Um, retail clothing, absolutely. I think more so now in the advent of, in social media, we have a ton of Instagram models who model Mm. clothing honestly i think that's how fashion nova became who they are because you know they they i I can't say where they started but they very much have that instagram-esque thing along with cardi b being a promote being you know the face of it and turn around and be like oh that's cute you know what i mean um i think you you know kind of mentioned in your notes love and hip-hop very much so you know this is the type the type of uh clothing that they that they wear um mind you um the clothing might be of higher brand quality luxury names but however you know what i mean like other name brands you know um create styles very similar so like fashion oh, yeah. create um a dress that looks very much similar to something valentino might have you know yeah, what's it called like fast fashion or something like that where it's yeah. like they you know? quickly can't produce what comes out on the on the runway type mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. yeah so yeah 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 it absolutely affects that um to that we have to be very careful especially as a mom of daughters to make sure that we buy um, clothing that's age appropriate, you know what I mean? And, you know, yeah, there's a lot of that discussion. I'm sure. I yeah, mean, yeah. with many of our moms with, with daughters, I mean, my mm-hmm. goodness, like, I don't remember the shorts being so short when I was a kid. I mean, you got to make them short. 
I mean, as moms, I feel like we can we can be better. We can be excellent examples because mm. we probably you know dress like that or snuck and try to you know change our clothes in school to again emulate the fashion that was out there at the time. She talking to y'all because uh, <laughs> no, I. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> She is absolutely behind her, like, let me make sure, let me make sure the little baby girl don't walk in the room. <laughs> You're in this no, no, no. But mommy, you did it. Like, <laughs> sis, you wouldn't even know. Look at me, you wouldn't even know. And, this, you know, it's so funny because you joke, you know, at, at your kids doing stuff. And you'd be like, and you listen to your parents like, dude, I wasn't born yesterday. I did that. You know what I mean? Like come on you know I, like child i have lived i've lived <laughs> like if you're gonna take the clothes this is how you pack it okay <laughs> no nah, you're like no <laughs> so as far as retail absolutely i, I again using me in it as an example and if we want to tie you know hip-hop music into it when i was a teenager there was um a jacket that I saw on the source on the cover of the source magazine that had Mary J. Blige on it. And I was like, Oh, I want that. And I begged, begged, begged my mother to buy it because Mm -hmm. I saw her on it. And I thought that was fresh. And I was like, yo, I am going to be styling and profiling come Monday, you know, with my, with my Jansport, you know what I'm saying? And my Tim's, <laughs> you know, to school. So and again, she, yeah, yes, of course she did. Look at me. Yes, oh, of course uh, she did. <laughs> yes. Like, don't ask me where that jacket, it's a bear jacket for, you know, for my East coast people, a reversible bear jacket. <laughs> um, I love it. I love it. You know, so absolutely, you know, absolutely. Um, but it can affect, um, it definitely influences, you know, how you, what you wear. Also the advent of like um, things like the Video Vixen. Yes. Well, our Video Vixen back then is now back the Instagram then. of today. <laughs> Say that. Yeah, like okay, yes, yes. Yeah, look, they don't even need to rewind. I'll just say it again. Um, the video vixen of yesterday, boys and girls, is the Instagram lady of today. No we shame. just changed the medium, and we no change. We and yeah, because let me say, look at me, look at me. If you watch behind the music, Melissa Ford, she was out here making bank. Look at me, bank, and I'm I'm jealous. Look at me, I'm jealous. You, you mad at yourself for some reason? Oh, because I think she's really mad. No, 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 I think she was saying she was all. Um, if y'all don't know, I think she's Canadian, and she was like she was bartending, and she was also in school at the time. And boom, somebody was like, "You're very pretty." And she was like, "Oh, okay." And she was out here making millions per video. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she was in a yeah. lot of stuff. And she used that to um, to her success and flipped that. And I think is doing real estate now, if I'm not. Really? I was wondering what she's doing now. 
turned around and became a real estate because she was also in another reality show. <laughs> so, and does real estate. So she used that, she flipped that to her advantage. And that's smart. And sometimes I wonder now she'd say that. I wonder where some of the other video vixens are today. I know we did not take time to pre-research that. No, I mean, as a, as a side note, I mean, if you, in that same, she did an interview behind the music or something like that on, you know, one of those VH1s, Bravo, something like that. And they, and she did talk about that because um, she mentioned, yeah, there are some that use their money, you know, very wisely, just like any celebrity, you know what I mean? Sports yeah. player, there are some that use it wisely and some that don't. And some, you know, that really drag their little 15 minutes of fame, you know, way past the 15 minutes and the 15 years. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, that's that's what she said. So yeah, hmm. that's pretty much it. I like that. And I could imagine some of them are just regular old moms now. <laughs> like which I'm like I probably love like I could be like could you imagine I like yeah like my kid wouldn't know but I looked at the mom be like girl wait a minute and like wait a minute girl you was in that Pharrell video stop it girl yes look at me yes and she's like <laughs> Oh my gosh, uh, Johnny! Don't hang out with little so and so. No, she would yeah. be like, no, 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 no. I, I doubt it. <laughs> or she'd probably be like, yeah, girl, that was me. She As I get in this S class, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you did it. Own up to it. Come on. So yeah. Well, I hope they are though. I hope they are. Back. Look at me. Uh, look, oh, sorry. Back. Yeah. But, but then, but to say that though, I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to speak for them, but I can see where them pivoting what they did then to now in terms of, oh, let me take my connections and try to turn into real estate. Let me take, and then them being moms, okay, well, how do I teach my son how to better money? How do I teach my child, my daughter how to do things differently um, sure. money-wise? Or, um, yes, mommy did that in that video, but that doesn't mean that you have to talk to women in a certain way. Here's the best, you know, how do you treat, you know, your daughters or, um, or how do you treat other women and how do you treat other girls and boys and, and not body shame, that sure. type of thing. I can see where they may, sure, you know, pivot exactly. that because they've had that firsthand experience. Exactly. So, you know, when I'm yeah. raising my son, you know, how is all of this, you know, affecting how, I raise him. I want to make sure that he's treating girls, young ladies, women as his equal. We are breaking down that stereotype of what masculinity looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, we are talking about consent and what that mm. is. Yes. Yes. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, same thing for my daughter, gender equality, breaking down feminine roles, you know, um, what may be deemed, quote unquote, by society as masculine shouldn't be a deterrent to achieving goals. 
going Mm. back to, like I say, Foxy Brown, she has a deep voice. My daughter has a deep voice. We come from a deep voice family. Um, Not me. (laughs) But, you know, it shouldn't be, you know, don't walk around trying to high pitch your voice. You do what you do. Embrace who you are. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, being feminine shouldn't be synonymous with daintiness. Mm. Another example would be, would be like uh, Serena Williams, right? Yes. They always, you know what I mean? They always come for her. Mm. Always on a fashion tip. Always. But, and here's the thing though, how many of us before she even was a mom, we stay looking, what's she wearing today? Right. What's she up to? How creative is she going to be on this court and then to whoop up on somebody on this court? You know, she is. And then she turned around and became a mom and still turned around whooping butt. I'm like, really? Well, shoot, I have no excuses. She <laughs> is getting, you know, she always gets slack from both all races. Let's not. I'm Unfortunately. going to keep it real. Although she is body goals to me. Um, about her masculine quote unquote um body, but I'm like, um, she's been playing sports literally since she was like seven years old. What you want? Mm-hmm. If I've been playing sports, I, I'm gonna be cut. And I think that's what that's something to definitely teach our children is you know, if you're gonna be playing sports, this is you know, you, you may end up having this type of body image, and here's how you flip the script on them. Exactly. And stay um, confident about it. And I think that goes the same thing too for, for the rap music and stuff. I think that's kind of, you know, like where Cardi B and um, Erica Badu, you know, kind of flipped the script. Mm-hmm. Because Erica, um, I was reading like she had seven. It was like right when Baduism came out. And, you know, she's still, I mean, she's still fabulous in her own right. I know it's not like rap music, but, you know, she's still fabulous in her own right. Um, You look at, uh, you know, Beyonce, clearly. I mean, if you go look at all the other documentary videos, same. I mean, I know some of that's trainers and some of that's what you can afford it. But not even that. Oh, from the music side, I think they, I think society also gives more leeway to R&B singers versus like rap singers. But that's mm. a different conversation. <laughs> and actually, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, that's a whole I, different conversation. Yes, yes, it is. But I, I will agree with you there. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think too, like, with the sexual, you know, liberation side of it, while some of these, like, male, black male rap artists, and I know I'm using music quite a bit here, but, like, they're able to cross over into other things back in the day, or they were doing one thing then, and now they're, like, in music, and it's easier for them for some reason. Even though, like, a few years ago, you were just talking, you know, differently about women. Um, than you are now acting, mm-hmm. right? Whereas women, I feel like we're st- like kind of pigeonholed. Does that make sense? What I mean, like, I think like right now we are in a moment where we 
we are we love our bodies. And well, yes, now I've I've and the perception of sexuality, I think is is always accepted on both sides, you know, males and females, because you know it's entertainment, right? Um, but from a female. Uh, from a woman's side, I, let's not use female. From a woman's side, um, it is. It's it's we don't we don't give a fuck. Like okay, all right. Just like little Kim when she was at the movie, you know, at the war show with my titty out. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now, now it's like everyone has their titties out. You know, um, we love us some Megan, uh, Megan the Stallion. We yes. love us like going back. We love us some Cardi B. We love us some City Girls. Look at me. And, <laughs> um, you know what I mean. To, to that extent, Lizzo is another great example. Yes, you know, we we love our bodies, and we're not afraid to flaunt it in whatever, wherever. And as a mother. While there's a time and place for everything, we also, you know, need to, like I said, be teaching, you know, if we have both genders of children that, you know, your body is okay. Like, don't, you know, there's nothing to be shameful of. Um, You should be teaching, excuse me, sexual body parts and, Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? And like I said, going back to consent and, and, and. Just being comfortable touching that. And I think to add to that, though, representation matters, right? Like, as you kind of mentioned earlier, and to piggyback to that, like you mentioned Lizzo, um, in this day and age, like, a full-figured lady doing doing that on, te- on stage. I mean, that was, I, I hate to say, I guess unheard of when we were... Uh, yeah, high the, to a grass worm, I guess, right? From, like, from an entertainment... Um, perspective for sure for sure because that's not what fails it's taboo to have a fuller figure you know even models you know what I mean models Mm -hmm. as a size was like a 10 back exactly exactly but not everybody won't be a size 10 everybody (laughs) representation matters Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that's a great lesson And, and to use these real life examples not just saying it to to our children it's no see look Lizzo no see look at this model no see look at this gentleman no you know mm-hmm. yes I, I agree I, I agree mm-hmm. so, I so love that's, it. that's what I have to say so yeah so listeners I, you know what do y'all think I'd be interested to um, hear hear what you guys have to say and sound off in our you know Facebook group and continue the conversation <laughs> oh yes yes so <laughs> definitely and, and we'll, we'll actually we'll put these questions out there to you all and let you guys think about them but uh definitely let's continue the conversation through our listener comments and questions in our facebook group um if this is your first time kind of finding us you can find more information about us on facebook twitter linkedin and instagram you can also email us at mahoganymomology at gmail.com or check out our website if you haven't already at mahoganymomology.com. Or you can find previous episodes because we are three seasons in. And of course, some merchandise to continue that conversation. Um, until next time, 
This is Mel. And I'm Tosh. And we thank you for listening to Mahogany Mammology. Bye-bye.